What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 44. Today with my guest, David Zayden of the band The Suspension from Washington, D.C. They are an indie-slash-punk rock band with a new album out, as well as an EP prior to that. Um, the song that you're hearing on this episode is called Fearless, uh, which you can find on Spotify and iTunes and all those places. Uh, I think during the interview, I described their music as kind of like Goo Dolls meets No Effects, which is probably wildly inaccurate in some ways, but that's just kind of where my mind went, uh, probably due to the diversity of David's voice, uh, both on the suspension songs as well as some of his own solo stuff which is released under his namesake, David Zayden. In any case, uh, we had a good all-around FaceTime chat the other night about uh, what he's been up to during the quarantine, what the band's been up to both prior to the lockdown and uh, since then. Uh, sounds like they've been writing and recording a little bit. Uh, and uh, prior to that, they were running the DC circuit. So anyway, hopefully if uh, your friends or fan of the suspension or friends of David's, um, hopefully you'll enjoy this interview. As always, thanks for supporting local music and local bands. If you're listening and you happen to be in a band, uh, we might be able to do an episode for you if you got new music coming out, so feel free to hit me up. Uh, other than that, thanks for listening. And uh, hopefully you're staying safe, singing out there. So yeah, without further ado, episode 44, David Zayden. unfortunately yeah. actually just got off a call not too long ago what about yourself Ooh. what did you do all day long i recovered <laughs> from work i uh <laughs> i work 24-hour shifts so uh you know okay. it's uh, a little bit of a grind sometimes but anyway yeah, um sure. yeah how long, been, how long have you been doing this uh since the start of the quarantine in march awesome so it's uh, been going pretty good. Um, obviously, my name is Brett. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess since there was a obviously severe lack of shows, it's like, well, might as well uh, try something new here. Yeah, and, no, that's awesome. Uh, it's been going really well. Got a, a ton of people on. And um, I don't know. I was just inspired, I guess, by another podcaster who is in a band called Ballyhoo. Um, up this way in Baltimore. Okay. So that's why I started it. But yeah, uh, welcome. To, like I said, what what I call the part time rock star podcast because it's really for the working man or woman or you know not necessarily the full timers, but uh, they're welcome too. Um. So yeah, that's my spiel, I guess. 
cool. Are, are you already recording? Yep. Cool. And um, cool. Well, I'm Dave. Cool. Nice to virtually meet you. <laughs> yeah, me too. No, I saw the premise for it and everything like that. It seemed like you were having a lot of people from the TV scene on and everything. So that's that's really cool. You're based in Baltimore. Yeah, close to it, just south. Um, but I kind of grew up in the DC suburbs, so um, kind of here and there. But I just try to get on my friends or everybody else because, like, I guess one of the main things I did notice, especially after doing this, was how little I probably talked to other bands that I played with, at least com- compared to a forum like this one. Yeah, for sure. So, what's the name of the band you're in? Uh, I call it the Hollow Truths. Okay. It's a little punk rock shindig. It's kind of an ode to my favorite songwriter from uh, Philadelphia. So, Who's your favorite songwriter from Philadelphia? Uh, he was a dude uh, called Eric Peterson in a band called Mischief Brew. Oh. Um, I feel like for the band. Yeah, they were like a folk punk kind of thing in the 2000s. Cool. But uh, Yeah, so I've been at it at least a few years, but just kind of in general been playing music. Most of my life, which I'm sure you have as well. Yeah, a long time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I noticed you have a uh, a wealth of material. Really, I gotta say, I didn't really get to the bottom of it necessarily, but um, yeah, uh, the first thing I listened to was your solo stuff, and I listened to the album "A Stranger Turn of Events," which was pretty cool. Okay. Um, in particular, I think the song uh, These Moments That Keep Us Awake at Night was uh, one that definitely stood out to me. Oh, cool. But uh, I guess that was released in November of 2020, so it's pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah, I started it. Uh, well, I'd been kind of collecting the songs for a while, and there's kind of things that didn't fit in the, into the band that I'm playing in and things like that. Stuff that's more personal to me i guess but um i uh, started recording it probably if i think our first session at, at inner ear was like the first week of march so it was like right before everything really shut down so i was yeah. able to get session in and then after you know after the first peak in may and things seemed like they were getting better i i went back into the studio was able to finish it but um that's the third project i've done on my own at inner ear with a good friend of mine J. Lipple, who's from the band um, Aloha, who's a great engineer, and it's just something fun to do, you know. I mean, it's, it's you know, be able to get your music out there. So, thanks for checking it out. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, like I said, I you got at least three uh, albums or EPs worth of music, maybe four. Looks like you have a collaborative one as well. Um, one of the things on that bandcamp is there's something called arranged settle, which is kind of an Story. Uh, I I do some film scoring, or at least I used to. Yeah. Um, please tell me that's a beer you're cracking. Uh, it is, but <laughs> it's also a little deceptive because uh, although I don't have a camera on the podcast, it's the old uh, Bud Light Zero, I'm trying to do a little dry January. So <laughs> this holds me over. <laughs> it's hard to do. It's hard to go dry in these times, but um. What they're saying. So um, that arranged to settle, which is a song. I was I got asked to do scoring for a um, a film with a, a director who was from India. Yeah. And 
she had received a, an investor from Bollywood to put like $10,000 into this movie. And this investor kind of uh, fancied himself as a poet. So he said that he would, he would um, invest this money into the movie if, a song could be written based on this poetry that he had. So oh, okay. <laughs> she cool. being asked me to write this song, which uh, I managed to pull together and got my friend Alexis George uh, uh, to sing on it. So we, we put that together for that movie. So that's, that's the other thing that you see up there on that Bandcamp site right on. Uh, for that movie. Well, yeah, obviously you're welcome to talk about uh, anything and everything that you're doing. Um, I don't know how many guys might be in your band or anything like that, so I don't want to uh, not mention the suspension off the get-go either, which, sure. of course, has some new music uh, that I was checking out on Spotify. Uh, don't know if it's uh, because it has the most streams, but next time it rains, pops up first. Oh, really? In your queue, uh, for me. That could be algorithm-related. Maybe it just thinks I'll, I'll like that song the best, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. interesting. I think that it, it. I think Spotify either goes by the song that is currently getting the most attention, or the one that has the most streams all time, something like that. That's interesting because I would say that's probably the. It's kind of a uh, left field song for. We're we're usually on the harder side of things. Yeah. Um, uh, do you do you have the app Spotify for artists? Um, I don't have the app. I have with our profile. Or, I have, yeah, you can check it out from time to time. Yeah, yeah. I haven't checked it out lately. I need to. I need to go look at that and see why that one's coming up. But well, cool. Yeah. Thanks. So, Sometimes it's just somebody adds it to a playlist, even if it's their own personal one, so it starts getting an extra spin or two, and then it'll, I don't know, jump up a little higher. Oh, cool. So. Um, yeah. Well, that band. So that we've been together for three years now, and that's kind of after playing in some other bands in DC for a long time, um, my last band was called devil's walk as saints broke up. And I just wanted to put together a band with, with friends of mine and just kind of play more simplified kind of stuff. And, and yeah, that's what we've been doing. And I've been sharing vocal duties with a good friend of mine named Jason Hazy, who also writes, he's very much into the folk punk kind of thing. Yeah. There's, it's there. Um, and just trying to keep it more basic and a little bit more energetic. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting to listen to the contrast between each one um, in that, you know, you kind of got a, a tamer side of no effects maybe going on the suspension. And then like uh, uh, your solo stuff reminds me a lot of my friend's band, The Slang, actually kind of a 90s, not quite Goo Goo Dollsy sound, but like kind of headed in that direction, oh, okay. at, at least to me. Yeah. Um, so... It's always interesting to hear, like, with, with the suspension, I've heard a lot of um, Queens of the Stone Age and Social Distortion kind of comparisons. But, you know, yeah. I, I think it's, it's all subjective at the end of the day, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, people always pull stuff out of left field to, to compare stuff to. <laughs> um, I even, like, I don't know, I thought I heard a little bit of, like, a Scott Weiland there in your rasp. I assume that's you singing. So, in the suspension? Uh, well, I guess I thought you were singing for both, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The solo stuff, I, I I definitely do the vocals, and then in the suspension, I split time with Jason. So okay. Cool. But yeah, yeah, that's something. I think I think everybody always works on their voice. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to get your voice after a while. But um, 
Yeah. But, um... But, yeah, so, like, I don't know. I usually ask people, like, obviously how long they've been playing, but since you are the singer, um, really kind of ask you, like, how long you've been singing. And if you uh, just did it for fun initially, some people got trained off the bat, you know, some people sang in choir or in plays or something like that. Um, so it's kind of interesting to hear how people headed in that direction in the first place. Yeah, no, for my my original um, instrument was the guitar and, and piano to an extent. I've always been a guitar player and all the bands that I've played in, I was always guitar and but I've also been a songwriter. I mean, I've always enjoyed writing. Yeah. And I kind of got to a point where I got a little frustrated with somebody else singing my lyrics or whatever. And then also, you know, if you play in bands, <laughs> if you play in bands that have that that kind of lead singer, they can be a little bit of a pain in the ass. <laughs> you oh, know yeah. I mean? So I kind of like was like, you know. We call it LSD in the biz, lead singer syndrome. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, years ago, I just said, you know, why don't, why don't I see if I can try this on my own? And I think, you know, I actually started doing kind of open mic nights and things like that just to start to work on it. And, you know, I just got to the point where I got a little bit more confident with it and a little bit more brave. And um, also, I don't I don't try to take it too seriously, but, you know, just try to represent what I'm writing as best I can and, and put it out there. And also, I think another thing that is you got to know your range there are definitely some songs i can't sing and i'm sure so i'm not going to try oh I, I i firmly know the struggle i <laughs> never in a million years thought i'd be singing for my own band like i'd really consider myself like guitar player through and through but i do love coming up with songs so yeah. the idea was always well i'll just come up with these songs and pass them off and uh, i just never really found a singer and then I also kind of, you know, as most people know, when you write a song, like there's a certain attitude or a certain style you want to put in to the, the lyrics or the singing. So, you know, obviously, if it's not your words, it's just not going to yeah. go through the same way. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. But I enjoy <laughs> writing for both pe- for people, too, uh, regardless. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely that definitely can be fun. And, and um, I find that there's there's kind of a connection between lead guitar playing and singing. They're both. You have to have a melody for both. Yeah. So I was, which I feel like I'm okay at with melody. So I, that's one thing that I was like, well, if I can play a decent lead, hopefully I can find a good melody for a decent vocal. So I'm to, yeah, yeah, I mean that's actually something that maybe hasn't been brought up at all in the 50 episodes or so that I've talked to people. Like, I mean, it's a yeah, it's a first. It's a good parallel. It's a good talking point. Maybe I can keep bringing that up, but especially because <laughs> I love playing lead guitar. So, you know, there you go. Keep that in my back pocket. But yeah, I think it's true because whatever your sense of melody is tied to, mm-hmm. and maybe it's an instrument or maybe it was Disney movies growing up, you know, it's uh, got to come from somewhere. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and the great guitar players, you know, they just basically sing out of their instrument. Yeah, so. that's, totally, that's totally true. Um, well, that's what, you know, until I, I was doing. Um, like I said, I, I played in a band called Devil's Walk of Saints and started doing some solo stuff, and that went on for a long time. And then with this band, I'm sharing those duties with Jason. So it's kind of cool because some songs I sing, and then some songs I'm just a guitar player. So it, it's a good it's a good dichotomy of yeah uh, of playing with that. My dog has decided to chew on the bone. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely get your dog in there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, wild year, long year. Uh, for a lot of people, I guess, it's kind of a boring year, too. Um, but like, the cool part about musicians I've found is we usually are pretty adaptive and yeah. uh, usually find ways to fill our time. So, like I said, it looks like you got an extensive amount of material. Uh, what have you been up to most recently, like recording? So um, the band, the suspension, we're writing uh, another record. We we put out the Fearless um, in December, right before, and then we started playing shows to support it. Um, yeah. So um, we've been rehearsing with Madison at Seven Drum City here in DC. Um, and we have about uh, we have so much material for obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> When you you lock musicians who write songs, you know, up in their house for a year, <laughs> you're going to get a lot of material. So we've been going through material and starting to get that together. So we're going back into the studio in March, probably, seeing how health conditions are and everything. But we yeah. want to start recording and put out another record. Right on. Also, also. So, I mean, uh, it seems like the political theme is the uh, normal canvas or the normal bar park, ballpark to play in. Uh, um, I I think we try not for it to be, but it's hard, you know. Yeah. When there's been so much happening, and you know, it really, really uh, inspires things. Uh, I think for our next record, we'll we'll be getting away from that a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, uh, politics is a bottomless pit to write about too. I think. Uh, artistically when you approach writing about politics like i mentioned one of my favorite songwriters before like the the brilliance in writing about it is often like i hate to use the word objective because it's not but you take where you stand politically i think and you write in such a way that there's room for interpretation mm -hmm. where like when you go out to a show and stuff you might be saying something lyrically, like sarcastically, or, I don't know, just not necessarily straightforward, mm -hmm. and it makes people think a little more. Right. And I feel like it brings people sort of, like, together in a way that they wouldn't even necessarily do if they knew what the song was about. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it, I totally know what you mean. I think that's it's like the contrast between Bob Dylan and yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, Bob Dylan, you can probably guess, but you'd have to try to interpret what, what he's going for. I mean, Rage Against the Machine is pretty obvious, <laughs> you know? You know, it seems like it is, especially maybe in hindsight or if you literally read their lyrics, but you hear their songs or I never went to one of their shows, but I imagine, like, you know, I mean, there's people from everywhere going to those shows. And they have... Yeah. Probably half of them have no idea what the song's even about. <laughs> just yeah, like how... I, I think they're, and I have seen them live before, and it's pretty crazy. Um, and I think what's attracting the, those, you know, the non-political folks are just kind of the intensity, probably. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, the political thing, I, I, you know, I read a great quote from Bruce Springsteen recently, because he put out that record this past year. I don't know what it's called now. I obviously don't have it. But they asked him, I was like, well, why, you know, do you think about doing 
a you know a protest record written about Donald Trump. His response yeah. was, "I can't think of anything more boring." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, point is like you gotta you gotta kind of branch out a little bit. So and I, and I think I think with the band we're starting to do that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I feel like certain people can really do it well, and I don't know. I'm sure it's just something that you kind of work at and you sort of like. Um, you know, it's a practice. Uh, I personally like writing, you know, um, even when I was in school or whatever, I liked writing certain papers and I feel like, I don't know, you pull from wherever you can to to find your lyrics and, uh, to style them the way you feel is best. So like, I don't know, what do you feel like drove you to, to write initially or it was something you always, always did? Or, um, I think it's always something I've done um, since I was a kid. I remember, like when I was on, you know, when I was really young, I, I wrote for the school newspapers and stuff like that. Things like, but you know, I think for creative writing, it's always been centered around music um, and and also stories. Um, but I, I think what it's what I like about it is it can be. It can be it can be whatever you want. I think that's the most yeah. exciting thing anything. It's like I've written about deeply personal things and then I've written about stories that I've made up. You know what yeah. I mean? I think it's it's that it's that breadth of creativity and, and it really is a no rules kind of situation that I think is so compelling about it. Yeah. I used to write short stories about my friends before I wrote songs about them. <laughs> I would just send them emails of like some shenanigans <laughs> that we did and then here. We'll see what you and think. That's always fun. The thing is, I'm like you know, I'm I'm deeply starting to become even more dip, deeply critical of social media. But like, those are the kind of things that are fun to put up, like on Facebook, as like a story about your friend doing yeah. something stupid. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they, they can get you in trouble too, depending on what details you put in there. But um... <laughs> yeah, I don't want to make sure any spouse or or, uh... <laughs> or if you just paint them the wrong way. <laughs> hey. I'm not, you can't call me that or whatever, but, um, yeah. Yeah, And also it's all mentally healthy for people to do that. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, if you're upset or, um, stressed out, I feel like writing in a journal, even if it's just obscene things or whatever, and just getting super healthy for everybody. And I think that's important. Yeah. Is that something that you do now? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, um, you know, there's a lot to be stressed out about right now. <laughs> you, know, not, you know. So yeah, I mean, uh, I was gonna ask you. It seems like you're on the nine to five grind, and I uh, figured I'd see. You know, I usually ask people what they do for occupation. Sure. If they're open to talking about it. If not, if you work for the CIA or something, you can't. That's fine too. <laughs> we can keep it music based. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, I'm a city planner. Yeah. Uh, that's my background. Um, and, and also development. Um, I work for a, an architecture firm called Gensler. Right on. Uh, although I'm not an architect, I'm a, I'm a skater. I do consulting. Um, let's see. I guess to go down my resume, before that I worked for Amtrak, and before that I worked for... I gotcha. That's been my day job, and it's it's something that um, I'm interested in. I, I think I actually think there's a connection between what I do for a living and music. Because what I essentially do is study cities 
primarily and you know what makes them great and, and what makes them different and and the culture and the music um, and the food and things like that of places are really parts of that so I think it's it's been interesting to you know um, you know like I've been on some tours and stuff like that like going to different cities and trying to spend some time to get out and see them like play a show that's pretty cool yeah it's definitely definitely nice when you can mix the two worlds or blend them a little bit you know yeah for sure um i mean i don't think my band will be playing at our holiday party or anything anytime soon <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't probably go, not i don't go that far in, in mixing the two worlds but uh, i think i think there's an element of creativity to my day job that has uh has been good but um it also and I also, it also pays more money than music does so. yeah uh, I don't know anybody, literally anybody who plays music for money, uh, especially nowadays. I mean, maybe if you're in a cover band, you know, you can get away with a few hundred bucks for a show or something, but nobody's living off that. Yeah. So. No, um, I mean, if you were going to try to make a career out of music, the only way to do it is, is if, I guess if you get big enough, you just tour yourself to death. Or, yeah. or you focus on licensing. Yeah, and you can sell T-shirts and stuff. I guess I, I don't really know. Yeah. Um. But I do know that basically you need to have some kind of income to even to to play. I mean. Yeah. It's not yeah. like it's always pay to play everywhere or anything like that. But the price of entry is just high if you want to record music or you want to, yeah. you know, get the troops together and get out there and I don't know. Fill the fill the truck up with gas, whatever it is, you know. Pay your or even finding places to rehearse. I mean, yeah, that's it's you know rehearsal space is few and far between. So we we're big supporters of Seven Drum City. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. Um, it's kind of a communal rehearsal space studios here off of North Capitol Street. Right on. But that but that costs money, you know. I mean, rightfully so. Yeah. We're happy to. You, know, you have to do. Were you guys able to get regular? gigs or regular shows um prior to the shutdown in dc or anywhere else yeah i mean we've we've played um we've been playing the dc circuit for the last couple like our last show at the end of february was above a bound yeah we played the pinch and the passenger and you know some other places but um and we were trying to book some stuff out of town uh, we were going to play in New York and, and uh, things like that, but it's obviously upside down. Although we do have a gig booked in May at a skate park. Oh, that's awesome. Which one? Yeah, there's some skate park out in down in Virginia that started doing outdoor shows. Uh, oh, cool. COVID. And we secured a date there at some point in May, like like the end of last year. You yeah. know, weather gets nice. So that, that'll be exciting. Yeah, it's awesome. I grew up skateboarding, so I know a lot of the parks around. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's kind of Fairfax. I, I don't know. Yeah, but, um, I don't know what that world's going to look like. You know, for playing music again. You know, I know a lot of the big bands have booked tours for next summer, but let's we'll let's just have to wait and see. To wait and see what happens. I mean, it's really kind of sad because I, I, like you, like everybody, love live music. So. Yeah, I think I was talking to my friend earlier today, actually, and I was like. I don't know if we'll ever fully get the green light uh, in a, for a while, but what we probably will have is a yellow light for like 
very long time. I don't know how long, but just that sort of like limited capacity, spaced out, outdoor, you name it sort of show. And uh, I don't know exactly when the full-blown green light will ever come back. It's uh, tough to say. And I'm not trying to be pessimistic or anything. It's just, you can't really tell. Yeah, I mean, I could see it for like, you know, doing limited capacity for some of these bigger festivals. But like, if you think about places like like the Velvet Lounge or I, are you going to do that? Yeah, I mean, uh, the concern, I guess, was that Live Nation was already buying up all the small venues anyway, prior to the shutdown. But now it's like, I don't know how the small venues stay in business, because even the GoFundMes are only going to last so long and so it's like i guess they need to be bought out if they're gonna stay around like i i really don't know yeah uh, well and if they start doing limited capacity things like at places like thumb or whatever i mean those tickets are gonna yeah yeah it's, it's sometimes it can be bleak looking at it but uh the music will the music will find a way one way or another yeah, we got to stay positive. We got to keep the keep the PMA right. <laughs> exactly. Um, and like, kind of, kind of, like I said, going back to the uh, the creative side of things, even if you can't play a million shows, you could certainly write a million songs or whatever it is you want to do from the musician side of things. So, yeah, yeah. that's mostly what I've been talking to people. I've found, I guess, lately. Yeah, yeah, that's for that's for sure. I mean, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of artists out there. Um, I feel like there's going to be a lot of records coming out <laughs> from everybody. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Yeah, I mean, a lot of artists sit around a lot of times on their hand, you know, I think. And, you know, and you can record, like, I, you know, recorded at Inner Ear in a safe situation. So I feel like you can you can do studio work in a safe situation. Um, I think yeah. A lot of coming out. yeah, I've been doing a couple of music videos myself, so it's been... Oh, really? It's been fun, yeah. Um, For the Hollow Tree? Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I can send you a link or something, but, uh, no, I mean, at least as it pertains to the podcast, this has been cool to kind of network as they say, or whatever you want to call it. But like, like I said, it's cool talking to people face to face or, uh, phone to phone, whatever this is. Um, because like I said, I don't know, I just maybe wouldn't have taken the time or interest to do it before, you know? Yeah. And yeah. uh, I, at least personally, I feel like, I don't know, I've, I'll be coming back stronger. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, I'll really know everybody on a first name basis that at least I play with or kind of around this area. So obviously, you know, feel free to hit me up if you have any questions about playing up here. Um, yeah. When no, things... we're always looking for bands to partner with. Absolutely. Definitely... Yeah. And when things do get back around rolling, like, I don't know, I, I have some interesting thoughts or ideas about how to do um, a little bit of a, you know, I wouldn't call it a festival, but uh, let's just say a show where, you know, it can have 10 bands or so from the podcast or whatever. Um, yeah. So I have some locations in mind and, and stuff like that. So... Yeah. It's a little bit of a, if you build it, they will come sort of situation that I have, but, um, I think no, but it's, it's, it's things like that, that causes that create a scene. You know what right. I mean? So I, uh, 
you know, that, that kind of creates a sense of community. So yeah, we would de- definitely be down with all that for sure. Yeah. Cause I feel like lately it's been missing, you know, even prior to the lockdown was the audience, <laughs> you know, in a lot of ways, like, you know, there's a lot of dives, a lot of bars, a lot of clubs, a lot of places where, you know, people just don't show up is what it yeah. is. But well, you're competing with the DJ crowd and all that. Yeah. Kind of. and, and whatever it might be. So I'm trying to go like real organic, I guess back to the roots as it were with stuff like this and just kind of like see what other people do, what they think, how their shows were going. And maybe like, I know up here, the Maryland like reggae rock scene does pretty well at supporting each other, like really well. I mean, they, they bring up the young bands and the mid, they're all sort of mid range. None of them are full blown 311 or anything. But they tour with 311 occasionally or bands like that. And so they um, they help each other out. And then I've just noticed the community around them is great. There's a lot of a lot of cool people and they all they're just fans of all the bands. And it yeah. creates like an audience that will sort of follow each one around. Um, a yeah, that's bit. Right. yeah, yeah, we're we're definitely we're definitely down with that and have been, you know, in our own way trying to trying to trying to create that a little bit i mean we've been we've reached out to bands cold you know like when we've had a show yeah and we need an opener and like i'll just look for people on instagram and you know their music sounds cool let's just reach out to them you know yeah i think that's really important to have a healthy music scene to do stuff like that yeah so i feel like as bands anything we can do in that department it it just helps all of us out (laughs) there's there's really no like competitive thing there because it's just like I don't know. People like different stuff anyway. Right. So. Totally agree. Totally agree. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Been doing anything outside of music? Stay sane? Um, <laughs> my wife bought Peloton. Thank God for that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I'm a... uh, I, I've, I've taken up boxing lessons. Uh, oh, cool. That gym up here that's that's not overcrowded or anything so yeah. i've been doing that um but just no actually just i spend a lot of time listening to record books outside of working playing music i mean that's kind of kind of what i what's been and cooking i like to cook that's that's, that's become my quarantine hobbies right there uh, Brian, i'm a big fan of wine trying not to drink too much wine yeah <laughs> it's really difficult after a while when you're locked in the house yeah I uh, like I said I'm, I'm trying to cut back a little bit although I, I, I don't necessarily have the lock, locked inside problem because I work for the fire department so I'm oh. I'm definitely out and about as it were oh, on the front lines are you but, a fire uh, uh, also a paramedic so oh, yeah, well, yeah thank you for your so, tip yeah. anytime <laughs> but uh, you know I, I know people who are stuck inside it's a little bit different mentality um so i get it you gotta try to take care of yourself any way you can but it sounds like you're on the right track you got uh you know you got cooking got boxing and i know a lot of people have been reading more stuff like that so yeah yeah and also i i find i'm a big vinyl collector um i find that typically music is something that you put on while you're doing something else yeah Uh, and what I've been trying to do is just actually just sit down, like lay down on the couch and spin a record and just listen. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's something 
uh, we should all not forget to do. You know what I mean? No, uh, you gotta have a gotta have your record player somewhere in there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, maybe that's uh, one thing I didn't bring up that I, don't, I normally do. It's just uh, influences, you know, bands that uh, invigorate you either now or in the past. Oh, that's a good question. I think with everybody, you know, that's always changing. I think there's probably some core you know, groups. Um, you know, I mean, I, I originally cut my teeth on like early punk, so like yeah. Misfits, um, you know, the Sex Pistols, and then, you know, a lot of the DC stuff like Bad Brains and Minor Threat were a big, were big influences early on. And then, um, you know, kind of discovered Led Zeppelin and, you know, more of the classic stuff, which then that all leads right into grunge, right, at some point. Um, yeah. So I feel like a lot of that, um, I'm a huge fan of Radiohead. I think, what have I been listening to lately? Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of a, a artist named Elaine Johannes. I have not. Um, he was in a band called Eleven in the nineties and then um he was actually part he was part of the touring band for them, Crooked Vultures. Hmm. Sounds uh, familiar. But he's got a couple of solo records that are really amazing. So um Yeah, I never answered this question well. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just on my throat out. I can always edit yeah. it out later. You can be like, ah, I don't like that one. Yeah. Um, um I think lately, I mean, I can tell you what I've been listening to lately. I think lately there's been some really great records and some great new stuff coming out, like Idols, I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. Jenny uh, Beth, uh, who was originally in The Savages, um, she just put out a solo record that's really amazing. Um, God, what else? I'm drawing a blank at the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um so uh, going back to your stuff, though, uh, I always ask people what they want to promote or which song to put on the episode and if they want to talk about it at all. Like I said, uh, I really like the, the second song on your latest uh, solo effort, but uh, really whatever you want to promote is uh, up to you. Um, okay, well, we can play promote that if that works. I can send you the the, the file if you need it. Yeah, um, but I also don't want to uh, slight any of the guys in the band. So, like, if there's a suspension song that you feel like you're kind of pushing right now or that you were excited about at the time uh, that you want to feature, then I could certainly do that, too. Yeah, actually, let's do that. Let's let's play a song called The Fearless. Fearless? Yeah, and I can, I can send you that one. Let me do that. Sweet. Um, also, do I need to send you a photo? Uh, not necessarily. Uh, what I often do is I'll just check out your Facebook page, and if there's something there, I can just make a flyer out of it. But if you got some cool photos, feel free to send those too. Yeah, we did a so we did a live streaming event at the at the pocket venue here a couple months ago. Just wanted to play, so we rented we rented the place out and just as a stage sound system, and we played and. Um, they also have a professional tog- photographer that, that hangs out there. So it's pretty cool. awesome. So I can, so, yeah, um, definitely send me that. Okay. But yeah. Why don't we, why don't we do the fearless? That's definitely a fun track from that record. Right on. And do you want to talk about it at all? Give the, uh, give the fans something a little behind the scenes or a little tidbit about it. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's kind of something that I've been I've been working on for a while. It's a little bit more uh, rhythmic, and 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 drum is actually something in it. Um, and I think you know one of the things that we try to go for in this band is a really great voice. And uh, yeah, I think that's what we got there. But um, you know, I think with the title "The Fearless," and and if you hear it, you can kind of get your own interpretation of what it's about. Okay. Cool. So, but it's definitely fun to play live, and I encourage everyone to come see us so they can because it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. One day. One day. Yeah, yeah. At your at your event, we'll do it. Sweet. Um, any shout outs to the guys in the band or anybody else? Yeah. Um, Jason, Kyle, Jeff. They're my bandmates. They're a lot like me in the sense they all have day jobs and you know, have their own responsibilities, but still have a deep passion for music. Want to do it, so they're my, they're my they're my partners in crime. Yeah, for sure. Nice, cool. Um, yeah, like I said, my apologies on the early audio. I think I corrected it. Like I said, I'm still trying to get better at this. Um, the way I usually do it is once I edit it, I just send it back to you. And um, if it sounds all right, or if, I don't know, if there's just something you want to take out or something like that, obviously I can just do a quick edit. Um, I'm sure it'll be cool. Um, so yeah, really other than that, um, you're, uh, you're obviously welcome back. Um, try to cool. tell everybody, uh, you know, next time you got a new single or something like that, feel free. Yeah. It's not, not hard to have a little half hour, 45 minute conversation, whatever it is, and just kind of plug it and uh, try to, you know, build momentum any way you can. Yeah, um, yeah, we'll definitely do that, especially when we start promoting this new uh, this new material that we're putting together. So. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are doing podcasts now, and you never really know which one people listen to, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just... Uh, yeah. This one gets a little, little traffic, so. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, no, we'll definitely promote it. And actually, um, Jason, the other guy in my band, he does his own solo stuff too, and he kind of has his thing. Talk with as well at some point. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, he's a good guy. Sweet. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you talking. All that. Hi, right, Pierre. Uh, hopefully, we can all kind of stick together and. Uh, keep on keeping on and stuff like that yeah so. yeah we'll, we'll definitely support whatever you need all right sweet man well have a good evening yeah, see you later see you so yeah thanks to david for coming on thanks to the suspension featuring their song fearless which is the one you're hearing and of course thank you for listening and supporting local music Feel free to give the band or the podcast a follow wherever you might be listening. And yeah, have a good week. <laughs>